So once again, first and foremost, I do want to thank the OU for, for, for hosting this year and all this year and that they host and uh, so many different things that they do that uh, so many people don't realize. Certainly to take care of everybody who uh, is, is here in Eretz Israel and, 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 really, uh, and really all over. Uh, if you look on the chat, those that are, are, are watching, uh, if you look on the chat, you'll see the, the link to pick up the recording of this year, which will eventually go up and it'll have last week's year also. As always... Uh, no greater schus. People are looking for schoolers and schus said, Limitaira always works. <laughs> okay, folks? Limitaira always works. Right? Uh, so, Mr. Chen, the schus of this Limitaira and all, all the shurim that are being done should be a schus for all those that, all those that need a refuah and all those that need to make it uh, safely home uh, wherever they are in whatever situation they're in. And uh, we should all be zech to hear only a besuros tovos. Uh, things should turn around and it should not be a mar, a bitter cheshven at all, but should be very sweet and, and beautiful cheshven. Gewaltig. Now, last time I spoke, I spoke about the issue of the fact that, uh, many of us are scared. And, and, and maybe that's not a good thing. Maybe, maybe, maybe that's wrong. Maybe you're supposed to have bitacha. Maybe being scared is, uh, problematic. Today I want to talk about something else. Many of us are in pain. We're 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 sad. We're 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 in pain. We're 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 hurting. Well, that is that a bad thing? It, seemingly, if do es Hashem besimcha, if do es Hashem besimcha, we're supposed to serve Hashem with simcha. If do es Hashem besimcha, let's make it worse. We're told, Chazal tell us, Ein hashchina shayra ela mitaych simcha. The shechina does not rest on anybody or on Klal Yisrael. Doesn't rest unless there's simcha. Well, how are we supposed to be besimcha? We're, we're, we're supposed to be happy? Who, who's happy? There's so much pain. There, there's so much suffering. There's so many people that the 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 hostages. Shem Yerachem. We're, we're happy. Well, what kind of simcha? But we're told, if you do Hashem, it's simcha. And we want to be over Hashem. We need shechina. There's our time. We need the divine presence to protect us. It's now. But Chazal tell us, shechina only rests unless there's simcha. So how are we supposed to be happy and simcha where there's so much pain and craziness going on? That's our question. <laughs> Ask the question. Well, if our topic is simcha, and if we want to understand what simcha is, then what we have to talk about is Tishabov. Tishabov is the aside of simcha. How's that? Well, we have the famous Tishabov question. What's the famous Tishabov question? Famous Tishabov question is like this: Yirmi Navi writes Megillah Seicha. You read Megillah Seicha, it's, it's, it's top ear through Fobah, the city is burned to a crisp. Bochai, Sivka, Balayla, he's crying at night. Erebusiom, so many people, it's an almana, Yushlaim is a widow. He describes the terrible destruction as a terrible. Yet what many people don't know is, is see, is Yirmeo Anavi didn't write Eicha after the story happened. Purim story happened after the story happened. So Esther and Mordechai wrote Megillah's Esther and they wrote the story. 
Bruce, the story happened. After the story happened, Shmuel and Abi wrote down the story. After the story happened. That's not true with Megillus Echa. Yimio didn't experience the destruction of the base of Migdash. He didn't go through all that. And afterwards, he wrote what he saw, what he felt like, what he went through. No. He had Megillus Echa as a Navua, as a prophetic vision which he dictated to his Talmud who wrote it down. He was seeing that as a Navuah before it really happened. Therefore, the famous question is, Ein hashchina shayra elamitoich simcha. Right? They needed music, David Amela needed music to put himself in the matzav of Simcha. A Navi cannot have Navuah. You can't connect to the Divine Presence unless you're Besimcha. So how did Yermio, a Navi, get a Navuah? And the Navuah is, Bachai Simcha Balayla, Dibosalech, your tears are rolling down my cheeks. Yushalayim is a widow. It's burnt to the crisp. It's burnt down to the ground. Ha'ira Basayam, there were so many people. How's he getting that as a Navuah? He's, he's bawling his eyes out. He's sitting on the floor. Crying over his vision of the destruction of the base on Migdash and the the, the, the the millions of karbanos of people that are dying and killed. How did he get that as a Navua? You gotta be Basimcha. So how is he happy? And he's writing Bacha and he's crying. How does that happen? That's the famous Tish above question. The answer is a famous Yesite. Jews don't do happy. We are not happy. It's heresy to be happy. You're not supposed to be happy. We don't do happy. We do simcha. (laughs) What's the difference? What does the word happy mean? You know where the word happy comes from? The word happy, look it up. The word happy from the word hap, which means good luck or good fortune. When something happens to happen, which happens to be something that you like, then you've had good fortune and you're happy. Like the word happenstance, which means things that just randomly occur with no organization or forethought. Haphazard. Things that are just strewn around with no logical order, which makes no sense, just haphazard. And happen stands and happens. Stuff happens to happen. And when the stuff that happens to happen, uh, it's stuff that you like, so you're uh, happy. We don't believe things happen. Nothing happens. Nothing happens. We don't believe anything happens. Nothing's happenstance. And nothing's haphazard. And nothing Happens to happen. We believe it's all directed by a Kodesh Baruch Hu. It's all planned out by a Kodesh Baruch Hu. That's what we believe. If du es Hashem b'simcha. Let's look at it. We say every day in Davidic and Bismarck the Saida. Tehillim Kuf. 
Mizmo the side of real Hashem call August. Idus Hashem besimcha writes David Amelech. Look at the word besimcha. The word besimcha rearranged the letters is machshava. David Amelech had a tough life, folks. You know that, right? Like it. His father wants to kill him. His son's, son's trying to kill him. He had like a runaway. He did not have a happy life. If the Hashem besimcha is machshava, if we think and we accept the fact that everything is decreed by Kodesh Baruch and it's all part of a plan which granted we may not understand, but it's all directed by him, then we're besimcha. David Melech wants to build the base on Megdash. He builds all, does all these wars. He's David Melech. Who deserved to build the base on Megdash? It's not David Melech. David Melech wants to build the base on Megdash. You know what a coach who told him? Forget about it. It's not happening. Goodbye. No way. It's not happening. Your son, not you, David. Forget it. That's disappointing. What was David Melech's response to that? Mizmor, Sheer, Chanukah, Sabayis, Ladovid. He said, okay. It's a song composed by David Melech, which he composed to be used in the dedication of the base on Migdash, which he was just told he ain't going to be at. But if that's what Hashem decreed, that's what Hashem decreed. And that must be the best thing. And therefore, I'll do what I can do. So what can I do? I'll write a poem. Watch, my friends. When you say it in Pesuka de Zimbra, Mizmor, Sheer Chanukas Habayis. Those letters spell Simcha. Not in order. Because it don't always look Simchadik. David Melch was told, no, you can't build the base on Megdash. That doesn't seem happy and Simchadik. But his Machshava said, if that's what God wants, that's the best thing. That's what it needs to be done. And therefore, I believe it's okay. So it doesn't necessarily look what we would call Simcha, but it's Simcha. Mizmor, Shir Chanukas Habayis, spell Simcha. The mushal, your hand is 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 all green. It's swelling up. You you you, you can't move it. You you try to make an appointment. You, you you spend a thousand bucks. You make a couple of phone calls. You get into a top doctor, and he says, "Whoa, that that's really bad." He said, "Good thing you came right away." So, what are you gonna do, Doc? Well, we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna stab the pus, and we're gonna drain it out. We're gonna put this goop on it. It's gonna save your hand. Thousand bucks. That's a thousand bucks. Whatever you say, Bo. You stick your hand out. The doctor goes, "Wham!" And what do you do? Out! And you're crying. Why are you crying? It hurts! You asked me to do that. I know! I saved your hand. That's great! But it, it hurts! You're not happy, but you're besimcha. Because you know it saved your hand. You need an operation. There's only like one doctor around who can do it. You, you make a million phone calls. You finally get an appointment. You fly to Manhattan. He's going to charge you like, you know, $350,000. And, and, and you borrow, beg, borrow. So you, you get the money together. And you have the operation. And it's, and it's a success. It saves your life. You wake up the next morning. How do you feel, man? Oh, I don't feel very well. My head's killing up. So it's bad. Are you besimcha? You betcha. Because you know this saved your life. Oh, you're in pain. That particular simcha was painful, 
but you're besimcha, because nothing's haphazard. You use your machshava because we believe it's the best. Important parenthetical digression. Actually, this important parenthetical digression is probably more important than anything else we're going to say. We use our muscle of physical pain, right? Stabs, ah, it hurts, you cry, but your brain is, your machshava is besimcha because you know that this is the right thing. Correct? Correct. Just like in physical pain, different people react differently. Emotional pain, when we go through times like this, there's no one correct reaction. People react differently. Physical pain, people react differently. I'll use myself as an example. I have a very bad threshold. I don't do pain well. I get a splinter. I'm going to die! It's a splinter! Go on, sell it! My son-in-law comes over. Take it out! Do it! I'm not looking! Just do it! It's out! I'm bleeding! I'm bleeding! I need, I need bleeding! All my kids are, will tell you that's absolutely the truth. My wife, she goes to the dentist. Okay, we're going to have to drill. You want? No, no, no. Don't. Just drill. I even called her dentist to find out if that's true. How does she do that? Different thresholds of pain. Same thing with emotional pain. People react differently to emotional pain. Don't judge other people. What's she falling apart for? Why, why, why doesn't she look sad? Why is she so like... Distra- Everybody reacts differently. Some people talk incessantly. Some people close up and don't talk at all. Some people bawl their brains out. Some people just freeze completely. Everybody, everybody reacts differently. Just like you react differently to physical pain that you don't make fun of somebody else. They say, what's the matter with them? They, it's to them, it hurts. To me, that hurts. It hurts. I was in pain. It hurts. Okay, and if it hurts, so it's a half feel bad for me because it hurts. So they're falling apart because they have, and you know what I'm going through. Doesn't make a difference. Everybody's different. Remember that if you're a, a, a parent of children, all kids are different. Your kids are not like you. Don't expect them to react like you. Don't expect them to react the same. Siblings, don't expect people to react the same just because you happen to be related to each other. Importantly, huge digression. Back. To what we're saying. So, Bachshava Besimcha. We know the Lord Kodesh Baruch Hu does the best. Like we said in the last class, Yaakov Avinu knew he was going to win the war. He knew Hashem promised him he's going to beat Esau. This, and this is how it has to go. And this is how it has to be. And it has to be a clash. And it has to be a battle. And he understood it for future generations. He was Besimcha. But he knew that he might come out limping, and when you limp, you're in pain. See, he's besimcha, because this is how it has to go, and this is how it has to be, and even though we don't understand it, we don't have the ability to understand it, because we're just dumb humans, and we're nebuch, we are handicapped, because all we have is five senses. And why do we assume we can understand with our nebuch five senses, the, the global cosmic things being created by HaKadosh Baruch, who's way beyond our understanding of who and what he is anyways. So we don't understand it. But into Hashem Besimcha, we have to work on our Besimcha. This is all for the best. This is part of the plan. This is the way it's supposed to be. It's all planned out. And we just have to do the best we can to make sure, as we said last time, that we don't come out limping too much. And I want to end by refining the two points I said last time. Because a long time has passed since last Thursday. It's been like years since last Thursday. One, if you remember, I said, what, what, what are we a little nervous about? We said that uh, uh, you, you need schusset. 
and we're going to win the war. But how limping Yaakov will come out will depend on, on schusim. We need schusim. So everyone's doing schusim. People are, are taking on things and kabbalas and davidings and tillims and, 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 and you read stories and Hakdulakas Neris and Shabbos early and Hilchas Shabbos and Menel Chaber and Apiel's Mechila and people are doing, and they're the chesed and they're, they're, they're tying sitzes and they're sending food and they're writing letters and they're da 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 da. That's true. Here's what I think some people might be concerned about. In the last week, you've seen so many videos and so many chats and so many WhatsApp groups and so many websites of such amazing, tremendous stories. Somebody lit up candles for the first time. Uh, that was put up on our family thing. Uh, my 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 uh, my uh, cousin's uh, uh, son is a, is a Rav Tzvi, and he he needed fill in, right? Because there was a guy who wanted to put on fill, never put on fill in his whole life. And there it's as well, right? Wow, what a scotch put on fill in for the first time. It was a light candle for the first time. It was like I had a brisk meal. I never had a brisk meal before. It's packaging thousands of things. Is racing around, giving twenty million dollars, and you know what? A lot of us think. Here's what Yitzchak Feigenbaum thinks. I'm, I'm not doing anything so great. It, it's not my fault. I, I, I can't keep Shabbos for the first time as a school for Klaw Israel because I always kept Shabbos. I can't say, I'm going to have a bris mila. I already had a bris mila. So what I'm supposed to do, undo it and then have a bris mila and I can be a cheesy video? I'm going to run around and do what? I have zero organizational ability and I don't have billions of dollars. And I'm busy doing other stuff. And everybody has different lives. There are some people who already have so much on their plate. So much emotional pain from their own personal lives and what other, other mitzvahs are doing that they're, they're doing about the best they can with this. There's not too much more they can take on. You're not a nobody. A Baruch Hu judges everybody subjectively. What do we say on Rosh Hashanah Yom Kippur in Nasana Tokaf? Everybody passes in front of a Kodesh Baruch Hu Kivnei Maron. The Gemara debates what it means, but basically means one by one. One of the like the soldiers of David Amel, each passed one by one. What do you mean one by one? Kodesh Baruch Hu looks at you and judges you based on your life, what you're already dealing with, the resources that you do or don't have, and are you doing the best you can do under the circumstances to do something for Klai Israel, which might just be paying attention to Shimon Essay for the first three brachas. But you can't start davening for the first time because you've been davening for 60 years. You're judged subjectively. You don't have the Tsaurus they have. They don't have the Tsaurus you have. Everyone's dealing with a different thing. And no, you're not going to be a video and you're not going to be on a WhatsApp group and no one's going to know your picture and when it's all over, you're never going to be a story in any of the magazines and no one's going to ever heard of you and no one knows that you kept your inside voice in when you spoke to your mother-in-law which might have taken more resolve and more energy than the, the guy that uh, at, at age 60 had a brief meal. And no one's going to know that. And the less people know what you do, the greater it is. Listen to Peladik of Moshe Rabbeinu tells Shevet Levi, the Korach Rebellion. He says, you guys want to be Kohanim? Why? Rav Lachem! You, you have more! So what do you mean when Levi has more? Levi gets greater, greater schar than the Kohanim. You know why? Because you know what Levi's job was in the desert? Travel through the desert. They traveled ahead. They took the Mishkan down. They got to the next camp and they put it up. No one sees them doing that. And once they put it up, you know what they'll do? They leave. And the Kahanim come in with their fancy clothes and their big dekuna. They shoo everybody away. And they're the big cheeses. And they're doing the carbonos and shaved lady who sweated and schlepped all the stuff and put the Mishkan up. They are nobody. That's greater. 
Because you're doing stuff that nobody ever appreciates and no one understands and nobody knows. And for you, it's really hard work. And you don't get accolades. You're not in the magazines. Don't get taken aback by everything you read and you see and give up and say, I'll never be as good as them. I'm a loser. Chas v'shalom. Everybody notches up whatever they can in their own little way. Two. We spoke about also being scared. Don't rely on kochi v'yotzimiyadi. Don't rely on kochi v'yotzimiyadi. That's become harder now. Because in the beginning it was easy to say, oh, it's all Hashem, because we, we, we were losing. <laughs> now, 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 we're, now we're fighting back. And now we're, reading, we're seeing all the videos of all of the guns and all the artillery and all the, the, the ops and all the things that's going on. You've got to be mischazek. His shtadlis, yes, his shtadlis, yes, his shtadlis, yes, but the last analysis is only God. Everyone keeps on asking me, Gogo Bungo, we're fighting about Mashiach, Gogo Bungo, Sukkot, we read Gogo Bungo. What do you know what says about Gogo Mugog? Says the battle of Gog and Mugog is the root Gog, roof. Gogu Mugog represents the world that believes that they have a solid roof over their head and they control their destiny. And we battle Gogu Mugog because there ain't no roof over our head. There's just a little schach. That's Gogu Mugog. Gog, roof. Gimel, gimel, three plus three, six. Six is a material world devoid of Kedusha. Amolek, the arch enemy, the end of days, Amolek. Amolek, the numerical value of Amolek is 240. Two plus four, six. The material world, devoid of Kedusha. I control it, I got it, I got the money, I got the thing, I got the tanks, I got it all, I got it, I don't need, I don't need no God. We're number seven. That's why everyone's making a big deal about Shabbos. Shabbos is material world, we're not angels, material world. But with Kedusha, with brachos, with family, with value, with a Baruch there. We're seven. Amalek is six. 240 is six. Gog, roof, go, go, mug, go, six. By the way, a Sephardi guy once pointed out to me once that Dalad Vav Lamed Reish dollar is also 240. <laughs> Same as Amalek. You can do with it as you may. That's what we're battling. You know what else is 240? Which is Amalek? Suffolk, doubt. That's what they're trying to do. Put doubts. Are we really right? Are we really going to make it? Are we really going to do it? That's all throughout the years. You're gone. You're nobody. And we're still here. We can't have doubts. We can't have any doubts that Kondra Berkowitz not running the show. That's what they want us to doubt. And we got to battle that. That's our battle. That's our real battle. How important is it? For those that like Gematrias, the Gematria of Yisrael is 541. You take the Aleph and the Shin out of the word Yisrael. You take the H, the fire, out of Yisrael. 541 minus H minus 301 is 240, is a Molek. Suffolk. Once we lose our fire, once we lose our vision, once we lose our light, and we begin to doubt ourselves and doubt our mission, that a Molek's won. That's the battle. It's not Kochiviyot Zemiyadi. Let's end. Tefillah, I know. Everybody has Tillim, I don't. Let's share the screen. And let's give you one thing to, one more thing to focus on. When we say Hashemon this is what I, the part of Shemona say that I've been focusing on. Again, from my sitter. Yishalayim, Yerucha, Barachamim, Tashuva, Kodesh Baruch Hu, please return to Yishalayim. Barachamim, please with mercy. Because 
even if we're not deserving, we ask for mercy. Come with mercy. We don't deserve it, but come back. Dwell in it. Live in it. Like you, you promised. Build it up now, soon. Now, now. Eternally. And then we establish the throne of David Baruch Ato Hashem, you Hashem are the source of everything. Bonei Yerushalayim, Bonei is present tense. You Hashem are Bonei, you are building, you build Yerushalayim present tense. Because every step of our Golas is a necessary part of the process of the eventual permanent rebuilding of Yerushalayim. Throughout our history, during Chalmanitsky, Bonay, present tense, Yerushalayim, part of the building process. We don't understand now, but when the end of days comes, we'll look back, that was part of the building process. Right? Golden Age of Spain was part of the building process. Gerush Farah was part of the building process. Europe, with all its beautiful Torah, was part of the building process. Holocaust was part of the building process. 48 War, 67 War, Yom Kippur War, part of the building process. It's always part of the building process. That's what we have to believe. The times that it looks like it's building and the times that it's not. If if we use our machshava to focus on the fact that there's no gag, there's, Amalek is wrong, we're number seven. We do our ishtadlis like Shabbos. We eat food, we make food. There's no food on Shabbos if you don't cook food. But it's Shabbos, it's Kodesh, it's with brachas, it's with value. Because the Gershabar who runs the show, we're just doing our Ashtadas. We focus on that and don't let Amalek win the psychological, spiritual battle that's going on now. And we accept the fact that even though we don't understand it, Bonei Yerushalayim Hashem is building Yerushalayim every second of the day, every step of the day. That Amir Hashem will be Zeicha to see the end result. And see you shall I am permanently rebuilt, as we say in the bracha, with Kisei David, and the whole world will understand the process and see the power of Kedusha and see the beauty of everything that we stand for. Everybody should stay safe. All those that need a refuah should have a refuah. All those that need a Yeshua should have a Yeshua. And Amir Sashem, we should see the end of this building process very, very soon. Thank you very much.